Welcome everybody. I'm your host Rob Scott from UC Today and welcome to another one of our panel discussions. So today we're going to be delving into the world of SIP and numbers as a service. So I'm really excited to be joined by uh, an expert speaker. Uh, so how about we get started with a quick introduction. So welcome John Malone, President and CEO of the Eastern Management Group. How are you doing? Welcome, John. John, welcome. John, would you like to give us a quick intro in terms of your background and what you do? Sure. Let me uh, address both of them. My background: I uh, have been in the communications industry for several decades, and the side of communications that I focus on, that our firm, the Eastern Management Group, focuses on, is B two B communications, global uh, communications. And we provide research and consulting advice, uh, typically to companies that are in the communications industry, such as service providers. The other uh, part of the answer is that I run a research company and have for quite some period of time, uh, the Eastern Management Group. We're based in New York. Uh, we have operations in Boston, Tokyo. And our clients are uh, the same kinds of people that uh, your webinar is addressing today, and that is enterprise customers, medium business customers, small business customers, plus service providers and other uh, communications industry uh, professionals. Great. Thanks, John. Thanks for the intro. And I'd like to welcome also the sponsor of uh, today's webinar, uh, Divya Wakanka, uh, Head of Innovation uh, and Product Management at BIX. Welcome. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for the invite. Uh, yeah, I would like to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Divya Vakankar. I'm responsible for the innovation and product management at BIX. Uh, BIX is a global service provider. We bridge between the telecommunications and the digital world, providing services like numbers, voice, messaging, connectivity, and other uh, roaming services uh, to the mobile network operators, service providers, uh, B2B customers, and others. Great. Thank you, Divya. Welcome. And uh, yeah, good, good to be here. So in terms of uh, getting started, I, I think a, a market overview would probably be the best place to start. So John, could you give us a little bit of a, an overview on how the, the SIP uh, numbers as a service market actually works currently? Let me... Uh... Let me begin, if I may, uh, by putting SIP in uh, a workable context here. If I take a look at the overall communications industry, which is not just the SIP, not just the numbers, but the entire uh, communications industry for business-to-business -business communication, let me go back just a bit. Uh, it wasn't that many uh, years ago that businesses used communications simply for a couple of different applications. Uh, one of them was voice communications, voice calling, and then some uh, adjuncts to that, such as video, uh, contact center. But these adjuncts, which were enhancing productivity for businesses, weren't driving the train. The train was really being driven by voice communications, which went over copper wires and long distance networks and and international networks as well. Things have changed uh, in the last decade. 
with uh, the combination of SIP trunking and also the change in business need to enhance productivity of their employees. And what SIP does, SIP is an addressing protocol that makes it easy to use the internet for a variety of applications that once upon a time were rather cumbersome to accomplish. And so with SIP, SIP with this addressing protocol no longer requires that a business use the public switch telephone network, the old copper wire network, in order to communication, in order to communicate, in order to run various productivity applications. SIP simplifies all of this. And it uses this internet that we all rely on every single day of our lives to accomplish much, much more than we historically had. So let me give you a couple of examples uh, because you asked about numbers as a service. You're not going to be able to do a lot if you don't have easy access to numbers. And so let's talk about some of these applications and why numbers become important. If I'm an enterprise customer and I put in uh, a hosted PBX system or a unified communications uh, cloud telephone system, I need to have ways for customers to reach me. If they're not going to be coming to me by the public switch telephone network, which is going away, they're going to be coming to me by SIP, and I am going to communicate between my branches using SIP protocol. So I need a network that is going to be good for not just the communications, but also now I'm a business and I want to be able to communicate among my employees in different branches. So I want to have conferencing capability, message conferencing, video conferencing, voice conferencing. All of this requires some way of getting in touch with the different branches. SIP becomes important. Video. That's part of it also. Contact center. But 25% of all businesses worldwide now have contact center capability. And this is growing uh, quickly, year over year over year. So conferencing is important, and SIP does that. And to make the conferencing work, you've got to have some phone numbers to call to bring people in or to call out on SIP does that. SIP numbers enables that. Contact center, another one. Uh, all the new applications that are coming along for putting voice communication on the back of other software applications uh, that companies uh, are rolling out these days, that's important. So, so SIP becomes important there. Numbers, if I want to call you, it's much more comfortable if you are in uh, Eastern Europe or Western Europe and I am in North America or South America, it's easier if I can call you just by calling the local phone number. What to me looks like a local, same town, same city, same state phone number, but you're a distance away. SIP helps with that. So SIP, SIP numbers are critically important as SIP grows. And is SIP growing? SIP is growing faster than the IT industry. And to put some, some context around this, SIP today, it was nothing a handful of years ago. 
Sick today is 14 billion in US dollars, 14 billion dollars a year in, in business, sales. And it's growing to about 22 billion dollars in the next five years. So more and more people are putting in SIP. More and more people have a need for SIP because, not just because the PSDN is going away, they have a need for SIP because they've got all these productivity improvement applications such as I just mentioned. And SIP makes this work globally. And it's growing, as I indicated, at a remarkable Great. Thanks, John. And so SIP is flexible, flexible numbers. And the marketplace is, is, has grown significantly with the advent of cloud and as a service delivery. Today's session, we want to talk about numbers as a service. And could you give us some definition of numbers as a service? Because is that just cloud delivers, delivered phone numbers or is there more to it than that? Well, there's, there's more to it than that. If I think of numbers of the service, not uh, in the way that we classically have thought of numbers as where you call me or I call you and you've got a 10-digit number and I've got a 12-digit number and you call me and that's it. Things are different now. Uh, with the way technology has exploded, there's all kinds of requirements for numbers that historically didn't exist before. So 800 numbers, more and more and more businesses want 800 numbers so customers can call them without having to pay for the call. And in order for that to occur, the business has to have 800 numbers. If I'm a business and I'm running an advertising campaign and I'm running it in 25 different markets and I want people to be able to get in touch with me, not just domestically, but internationally, I want to give them an 800 number that they can call from wherever they are in the world without having to pay or without having the complications that we historically had with the public switch telephone network. So numbers become important for my marketing campaign. If I am uh, a vendor, an enterprise customer, and I want to build contact centers so that people can call me and order goods, I need 800 numbers to do that. If... I want to establish chat locations with my customers. I need numbers to do it. The amount of numbers that are required today is exponentially larger than it was just a handful of years ago. And it's going to continue to grow for things such as uh, unified messaging and contact center and conferencing and branch offices and the desire of companies to have local number visibility and the 800 numbers assigned. Mention. Great. And with the high demand for remote working, uh, remote offices, and global deployment of unified communication systems nowadays, I, I imagine there's uh, numbers as a service kind of takes care of a lot of that, doesn't it, in terms of global deployment of, of, of UC and, and corporate telephony networks? Well, let's look at it. Let's look at it by turning the cube a bit. <laughs> Most countries are experiencing a very strong economy. Many companies are experiencing a very strong economy. And some moderately strong. What we find is we find that enterprise customers are decentralizing and have been decentralizing for a long period of time. So all the workers don't come every day to the headquarters office 
they're distributed around the city, the state, the country, the world. And with all of that distribution, you have to have some way of linking together this labyrinth. And numbers do that. Numbers represent the, the glue that people see when a company has 50 offices, 100 offices, 1,000 offices, or maybe just two offices. And they need a number to reach from location A to location B. A customer needs to reach these two. Sure. And Divya, from your, your perspective, what, what do you see in terms of use cases for numbers as a service? Yeah. So uh, there are multiple use cases that, are, that we see in the in the market today and the type of number the selection of number depends on the use case what you would like to use the number for so one of the use cases the conferencing services so conferencing services use toll or toll free numbers uh, in every country in every location area code in order to make sure that the, the end users can reach the conference bridges uh, especially for the enterprise users it's very useful we also see the contact centers are using the toll and the toll free numbers so they can reach their customers the end users and the 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 customers can reach the enterprises as well so that's another use case the third very uh, important use case that we see today is uh, driven on the, the digitalization wave uh, that we see happening in the industry right now, that the enterprises are moving their uh, communications infrastructure into the cloud. And together with that, they are moving the telephony piece as well. And it is going to ride over the voice over IP. Uh, thanks to the the, the growth of the cloud data centers, it has become feasible to operate in multiple locations in multiple regions and countries there. So there the telephony component of uh, communications, unified communications also goes in the cloud and their numbers as a service plays a very important role uh, as uh, providing local numbers in every uh, region, in every country with the uh, capabilities for inbound uh, calling, uh, national outbound calling, uh, emergency services, or short code calling, etc. Uh, there are other use cases in the market as well uh, for the digital enterprises, uh, especially uh, for the alert reminders and notifications uh, that we see enterprises would like to offer an enhanced customer experience uh, and prevent uh, internet fraud-based services. So there we see a lot of use cases on uh, two-factor authentication or one-time password services, and they also need numbers for uh, local delivery. Uh, in addition, there are a lot of number masking uh, services being offered for the sharing economy use cases, uh, where you have a, a, a relationship between the driver and the rider and the number is being used for the anonymity of the of the two parties so there uh, we see a lot of use cases coming up in the market and the type of number that can be used for these use cases uh, depends on on how the number should be reached and what capabilities are enabled uh, on these numbers yeah. Well, thank you, Divya. I mean, 10, 20 years ago, uh, and I'll address John on this one. John, 10, 20 years ago, this uh, deploying global numbers 
and having contact centers and, and that kind of thing in, in multiple countries just was a just complete nightmare. It sounds very complex, but could you tell me about the benefits of numbers of service in terms of how that's broken down the boundaries of, of things like deployment and as you mentioned, Divya fraud, uh, it just sound, sounds like life's got a lot easier uh, when it comes to deploying these kinds of solutions. So 10 to 20 years ago, when a business was operating globally or nationally, they needed to have a physical network connecting all the different points that they wanted to communicate to and communicate from. If a business wanted to operate branch offices, if a business wanted to have an international calling center located in a different country, there had to be physical assets, physical network pieces that came together to connect all of this. It was time consuming to get it done. It was expensive. The protocol to do so was always very different. So for example, if a company in, let us say, uh, London wanted to uh, establish a network that included Belgium uh, and, and part of Italy and down to Middle East and Africa, they had to make sure that the network was going to work in all of these different locations and that the prescription for getting it to work and then for monitoring it and then for billing for it all occurred seamlessly. It was time consuming to get it done. It was very complicated and there were lots of places that may not have been connected the way businesses wanted. Now, move ahead to where we are today. Now what you have is you have businesses that say, I still need all of these connections. I needed different kinds of connections. And as I do it, I need it, I need to be connected in more and more and more countries. So I'm a business and I say, look, I've got operations all around the world and I don't want to have to deal with every single telephone company in order to make all these networks work or to get them up or when I have a problem to have someone troubleshoot it or when there's a billing issue to make sure that the bill is properly rendered. I want uh, one, one source of supply, one throat to choke if things are not working the way that they should. I want presence in 200 countries. I don't need presence in just 50 countries because maybe they're not the ones that I need. I need presence all over the world. I need one source of supply, so I don't want to have to turn to BT for part, to Orange Business for part, to, uh, to NTT for part, to AT&T for part. I want one place that I can turn for these numbers that I require and the process of getting them up, working, build, and a source to go to if things don't work the way that they ought to all the time. And that happens. Great. Thank you, John. And Divya, would you like to add anything there around the accessibility of your services? Yeah. So, uh the the usage of numbers have have grown much more and the services uh, that are being offered on these numbers have also increased in the market because of the accessibility of these service 
as microservices that that are available via the IT layer. So uh, global service providers like BICS, they own the telecommunication network layer. And on top of this network layer, we offer an IT layer to provide numbers as a service or SIP trunking capabilities for the enterprises or B2B segments or service providers in order to make sure that they do not have to have the complete infrastructure installation themselves to get access to the telecommunications network. They can use the telecommunication services as microservices for their use cases or for their customers or for the telephony component that they are using on the northbound interface. And this is possible with the application programming interface that is really helpful in in building these services across for be it voice or be it messaging capabilities or omni-channel communications that is very much in demand by the customers uh, and consumers to reach to them. So uh, we take care of the telecommunication layer. We provide the businesses and enterprises the IT layer so that they can use the APIs and build their use cases on top of them. Great, thank you, Divya. Uh, and just to finish off, then, I think uh, if we could just provide our our, our viewers with some top tips for success. Uh, John, would you like to start on that one, or, or Divya, would you like to take that? I'm happy to uh, start, and then Divya can capstone yeah. everything. If I'm an enterprise customer or a small business customer and I am running productivity applications, or I would like to run productivity applications, be they conference center or conference calling or messaging or things like that, there's no question but that I am going to need SIP capability. Now, about 90% of all telephone systems, PBXs, uh, UCAS systems, Unified Communications as a Service systems, that large percent today already have SIP capability. They can run SIP. So slowly but surely, businesses have decided that, yeah, SIP is where I need to go. It saves me money. It allows me to run uh, applications for productivity that I've never had before. And so therefore, that's, that's where I need to go. Now, if I'm the small business customer or the enterprise customer, now, where do I turn for my SIP? There are, without question, 200, 300, 500 places to turn to get SIP. And really, if you peel back the onion, the total number of places to get SIP really is in the thousands. But, but where do I go to get the SIP? Do I go to BIX? Do I go to BT? Do I go to AT&T? Do I go to some of the smaller providers? And what becomes really important, I think most important, is not just someone who can deliver the service, not just someone who can give you some numbers. You need someone who is able to handle what really is the toughest part of all, and that is the billing, the customer care, and the additional resources that may be called upon if the wheels start to fall off or something breaks or there's a terrible storm and things aren't working. So one needs to choose the provider carefully. And it 
makes the most sense to go with someone who has a lot of experience, who is a service provider, and who can take care of this, no matter where in the world you are. Enterprises should make sure that their service providers have the regulation compliance for numbers. So if we go across multiple countries and if the business segments would like to have access to numbers as a service or SIP trunking as a service, they should really check that their service provider who is offering these services have regulation compliance in those countries. As we see today, the regulation is getting stricter. It is very important piece that should be checked. In addition, service providers should also offer uh, sales and operational support for the customers, for the businesses, to make sure if there is any technical issue or a commercial or billing issue, it should be well covered by the service provider. In addition, uh, businesses should also check if the service providers have an end-to-end -end integration uh, with the network and infrastructure on the southbound interface so that they are the real owner of the network and the APIs that are being provided because this helps in ensuring the quality of service that they offer to the businesses. At the end of the day, uh, it is to make sure that the service providers are helping enterprises to reduce their total cost of ownership by providing one bill to them for multiple geographies with different number types for their different use cases that are being available. So at it, uh, these are the main uh, top tips for success and it definitely requires a lot of integration effort sometimes uh, for the enterprises, but to make it easier, it is very important that application programming interface is available which allows them to integrate the numbers within their applications or in their business processes uh, to make sure that the end users are, are easily getting the access and, and connectivity towards the telecommunication networks. Yeah, Thank you, Devia. I, I find it fascinating how far we've come in terms of global delivery of numbers, uh, you can now get a phone service as a business uh, and phone numbers, virtually most countries in the world, can't you? And all did digitally delivered uh, via the cloud. I think it's, uh, it's fantastic how far we've come. And uh, for any business, yeah. large or small, you can deploy these yeah. solutions very, very quickly, can't you, indeed? Mm -hmm. So... Like and and I, I must say, I must add there that regulation is a very important piece there. You know, the compliance uh, to regulatory authorities, uh, the, the rules that are in place and calling to emergency services, for example, is one of a key feature which is, uh, which is uh, mandatory in many countries. Yeah, absolutely. So we mustn't forget the... The outbound side, leg of the, uh, the the numbers as well, making making calls to emergency services as well. Absolutely. Okay, so thank you, John Malone, for joining us on today's webinar. Really appreciate your insights. Uh, it's been fascinating, and thank you for to Divya from Vix for sponsoring this today's webinar. Uh, if you'd like to get more information on numbers as a service. Uh, and the SIP market, please refer to uh, the URLs or the websites uh, on the screen.
So thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. It was a pleasure.